0: With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, today's topic (laughs) is more fun. If I was a wooey kind of gal, I would say more fun, more bliss, more... See, and I would say more more of those
0: little effervescent bubbles.
1: Yes, but I really actually mean it. Yeah, so... So, Yes, I think we should all mean it a little bit more because people are just simply not having enough fun. Right, this and is, this is and and there's a lot of tragedy around all of us. I mean that very sincerely. You know, you really scratch the surface of anybody's life, and there's just a lot of drama and trauma and,
0: and it's things real. that happen. It, it it isn't altering the fact that it is very real, but as you often say, and I want to really emphasize this because we. Covered it probably in your first, in the very first shows that you did. We talked about stress, the word stress, and then you said, "Now, of course, there's distress." You emphasize that there's a certain amount of tension in a positive way that stress creates. It's you can't have a totally stressless life.
1: Correcto mundo, but you can have more fun. You can have, even within the places in life that provide incredible challenges, just, you know, deaths, well, <laughs> death, taxes, divorce, all that stuff. You have to find some kind of guiding light of the positive that's going to get you through, or you can't make it through. And, and, and I, I've been, I have a, a very good friend who has recently gone through what are those horrible midlife situations where the husband is vacated and it just turned life topsy-turvy and it was such a traumatic first couple of weeks where this person just couldn't find their feet, couldn't figure out how to move forward and it was, she's just a fabulous woman and I watched her turn, and she, she always believes the glass is half full no matter what generally in life, but she was not able to find that place in herself no matter what she did and one day she left me in the evening and said, I can't do this. This is just, I can't go on like this. And the next morning she appeared with this completely different point of view. She went from the glass was, you know, had nary a trickle of water to the next morning she just turned it around and said, all right, I, I'm not going to lay down and expire. My expiration date has not been reached. I'm going to move forward and find ways to be happen i hate to say the word be happy but it was a little like that and i, I so i said to her or you could use
0: enjoy i i I'm, I'm going to find ways to move forward um and enjoy the the living i i so frequently well, but that's
1: what she did so i said to her when she was and it really was like a light switch and i said what the heck how did you do that? Because this is not a person that does pretty much any of the practices that I (laughs) propound. She pretty much thinks, you know, it's all a of nonsense. And she said, I just, I thought to myself, I've got what, 20, 30 more good years of life? What, am I going to sit around and do this? This misery dance? No. I'm just not going to do it. So she has an incredible amount of resolve, and she was able to just set that resolve and move forward. And I'm I'm still in awe and admiration of her because here we are a couple of weeks later now, and she's really on a course of saying, I'm going to see this as an opportunity. So that was the big lesson, where she turned something that looked like the end of it was the end of everything she'd known since she was basically a child. She married as a child and said, Nope, I'm turning this around. This is not me. This is not going to be me. I don't want to be this person and I'm not going to be that person. It's an incredible amount of willpower
0: and resolve and discipline. And what, what I also want to add though is, none of this should be dismissed because it's very hard to do, but it's necessary. And when life deals you a blow or a series of blows, it's about one's ability to evaluate and reconstruct and. You can't do it without without being willing to.
1: There, meaning, there has to be that well, internal the, switch. That's right, and there's a but a number of elements that I've observed. You know, this person just was so inspiring to me because I really picked it apart as like, what were the elements at work here? And the elements at work were resilience, were resolve and determination, just simply not to let life happen to her. And when I talk about daily practices, for example, I'm mostly talking about don't let the day take you over. I'm talking about like sort of the microcosm here, right? I'm talking about a particular day, day by day by day, bird by bird, as Annie Lamott famously wrote. You, you have to take hold and take charge and be in charge. You can't just say, oh, this is life and this is woe is me and all these horrible things have happened to me and so I have excuses and I have all these things you know, things that you should feel sorry for, because, you know, basically nobody's going to feel sorry for you in, in the long run. You you just have to make things happen for yourself. And this is all sounds very trite and very, well, no, it, it, okay, how do you sounds... do? But it's very practical magic. Here. And it's, it's not
0: necessarily, it's not trite, but I think that on a certain level, and I don't know whether it's just. Generational, or cultural, or maybe all of the above, and I haven't even really begun my list. But there used to be far more expectation of picking up and carrying on than I have noticed. When I say recently, I mean in the past couple of decades in this country, and I don't, you know, I can't speak for any because this is this is where I live. So mm-hmm. right I, I so I, that's what I'm speaking well, all
1: those signs you know that have now been turned into keep calm and skate on keep calm and carry on that sign was actually you know it's an original sign that was in all the tube stations in the and all around London during the blitz it was what the queen said the queen said keep calm and carry on. That is your obligation. That is your duty. And that is more ingrained and inbred in certain cultures than others. And ours certainly appears to be one. Our modern American culture, which we are spreading pretty much like a virus around the world, is one of, there's always someone else to blame. There's always someone else to that should have done this or should have done that, and that takes the personal responsibility and the sense of I am my own destiny kind of stuff out of the equation, which is a terrible thing to do. It's a terrible thing to do to yourself, and it's a terrible thing to do to your children because they feel incapacitated. I watch so much parenting around me, because I'm still a parent of young children, and I'm always trying to figure out how am I turning my kids into resilient, responsible people who, who keep calm and carry on and, and don't, that's, succ- yeah. Exactly. And what's so important
0: about that is it instills, if you can do that and start just, or ultimately um, find a way to, embrace that as a concept, it ends up instilling a confidence in the children that they can control. And I'm talking about now some pretty old children, but that they can, con- <laughs> when I talk about control, I don't mean have everything the way that they want it. I mean, they can manage, I'm going to use the word manage instead, their lives. And what I'm astonished by, and there was a, actually a What I found to be quite a compelling piece, I can't remember the author, but it was uh, talking about a uh, recently, uh, a college student who had recently, she was in her mid-twenties. And she had been, whenever she had anxiety, she had basically been uh, medicated. And they were trying to, using your term here, tease apart, whether it was just that she was used to being medicated, which was
1: affecting her ability to cope. Or whether this, and this raises a really great underlying issue, which is the other part of our culture where we feel like there's just this little magic bullet you could do to get rid of all these problems and that the pill culture, the, you know, your kid has a little attentional stuff. Well, let's just give them Ritalin because you know what Ritalin works, but it also does a host of other things that are damaging in terms of a person's ability to know that and have the confidence that they can do and move on in their own life by themselves without crutches and people to blame and things to help them along. And so I, in fact, my, my, I've written a couple of posts recently on my law life blog talking about these principles. And I, the unifying concept behind them is this sense of giving people back their rudder, their sense of who they are and how they can navigate the world. And, um, These are things like the Just Sit post, which I actually did two weeks in a row, um, which is really just about finding your center point, so sitting long enough in a given day or a series of days so that you can even know who you are relative to the fluctuations of the rest of the universe. And, And my other sort of favorite one of late is just a really simple idea, be yourself, just be yourself. Because when you're being yourself in the context of, of a situation or other people or your life at large, then life is very easy because you're not trying to be someone else. You're not trying to do things that are foreign to you and and make you anxious because you really can't do them. I mean, you know, I, I'm not very good at standing on my hands or upside down, for that matter. I'm not an inversion kind of person. It makes me feel anxious. It hurts my neck. It does all sorts of things. And I can't tell you how many yoga classes I've been in where the teacher's like, oh no, you've got to fight through your resistance. This means this is something you need to work on. Answer, in my opinion, no, I don't. No, I don't. And for a long time I thought I did because there is some validity to, you know, taking it upside down, switching up the perspective. And there is validity to that. But after I've gone through all of that, I realized, well, wait a minute. No, really? it's not good for me to be upside down. I tend to be too flighty as it is. I don't need to put my feet in the air. I need to keep my feet on the ground. My actual work is to learn to be more stable and grounded. I mean, this is all very personal and we all have our own stuff. But you can't figure out what your personal own stuff is until you sit long enough with yourself to figure out who you yourself are. In Ayurveda land, it's the concept of dharma. What is my path? What is my destiny? It doesn't do any good for me to be following someone else's. You know, I can't be their best self. I have to be my best self.
0: And And sometimes when these, what are considered absolutely horrible things happen, it is to, and this can sound twee, but it's not meant to, it's to reconnect in a a very fundamental way, a person to their best self because life definitely intervenes and everybody has issues and everybody has to do what they're meant to do within the confines of the structure that exists. But you can frequently lose your focus.
1: You lose your way because Mm, the further away you get from An understanding of who you are, yourself. Look, the fundamental, one of the fundamental definitions of health and wellness and that kind of stuff is, has to do with balance, but it has to do with this wonderful, one of my, like, you know, sometimes I just love Sanskrit words, and this is one of them. Svastana, which is to be situated in, grounded in the self. It's a very simple concept. If you're not, you are you. (laughs) this body you're living in the soul spirit mind whatever you want to call it that's inside the shell all of that is yourself and if you are not situated in yourself then all is lost because you you can't possibly know how to navigate you can't possibly know how to make that body that mind that person get through a day safely carefully well without too much stress, with just enough stress, with, you know, all those things we talk about all the time, which are, you know, real concepts, but they all revolve around the fact that you are you, your thoughts are yours, your mind is yours, your mind creates your thoughts, all that stuff, but you is yourself. And, you know, there's all kinds of much more esoteric spiritual connotations and depth to the concept of self in Ayurveda land, but you know, as I like to do, translated forward into useful ways for us in our modern secular lives, to me that just means finding a place that feels like you can flow through without too much resistance. Because when you're in the flow, when you know have a sense of who you are and what you what makes you feel right and good then it's a whole lot easier to identify how to move forward because every time you move forward, if it really feels wrong, if you get that ugh, ugh, ah, feeling, that's not the right course for you. It becomes really easy to discern. You know, your power of discernment, your intuitive powers become much more um, prevalent and you can have more fun. So Back to our you know silly little beginning of this show, I really think it's called Have More Fun, Be Yourself. Those that's the nexus. That's the conversation to have with yourself every day, which is why I bang on about just sitting as part of daily practices. Even brushing your body and massaging yourself is part of that getting in touch with yourself, with your skin, your your the way you feel, the way you move through the world. You know, this yeah. is that's it. That's all there really is. All there is is the way you move through the world and getting back to my friend who, you know, she'll have more ups and downs. Her life really has been turned upside down. But fundamentally, she made a decision about how to navigate the really life, you know, earth-shattering for her events um, and just say, just say no, <laughs> like the movie, just say no. Um yeah, I'm not gonna, it, mad as hell, and I'm
0: not going to take it anymore. Well, it's a, it's no. and it's or and I, again, it it ends up sounding terribly be, because there's so much, there's such a lack of authenticity around this, and and I think that sometimes people get more caught up in the oh gosh, well, God, I'm I'm glad it was somebody else. It could never happen to me. I always find I have this very very strange, um, cosmic kink. And it's I've noticed it for years, and I thought that, and it's quite personal, and I'm going to tell you. About, but but I, I at first I thought, oh no, this couldn't be, um, and then I spent years thinking, oh this is mean, and then I finally had a different take on it. I will tell you what it is first, please. All right, going back to when I had my first dogs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whenever there. I had a moment where I put out the food, put it down, looked upon them benevolently and went, oh, God, you guys are so great and my life is so good. Within 24 hours, someone was terminal. And I thought, (laughs) this cannot be. It's like this is a joke, right?
1: (laughs) There cannot be a correlation. There cannot
0: be a correlation. And – um. But as time went on, if even if I didn't have that full blown, because usually someone is sticking someone else's head in the wrong place, or the something has fallen over, or the cat's knocked over the this, or the you know you slice your mm. hand on the cat.
1: What? Yeah, yeah. usually what, there's something to mitigate this sense of of, of well being, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, and then I started to find that when there was partial well being, you know, not fully, because I would be very conscious mm-hmm. to actually not have that thought but when there was partial wow everything's great it went easily that wasn't quite terminal but it was it was definitely costly and there was usually an operation involved oh dear and and i've just moved forward with this now we're 30 years on and the fact is that it really it really happens it really does happen it's not a weird superstition. it's just it really happens and sometimes I will catch myself and go, "Oh no!" And sure enough, it's just a way, though, of the universe reminding me. And I I don't use words like the universe lightly, so I just want that really understood.
1: I'm, I know you don't. <laughs> I'm listening but
0: carefully. But it, it it is a way of of being reminded or pulled up short. and just just like you have to be in the moment here. Just just be in the moment. Just do your thing. Stop thinking. Just do it. Yeah. Um, not easy, but a constant reminder. Mm. And I mention that because, again, it's so easy for someone, or I should say almost facile. It's just so you can just say, oh, that's fine. Oh, you'll find another husband. Oh, you'll find that. Oh, well, like, you know, the platitudes that go with these huge losses, which have... I'm not talking about dogs. I'm talking about people, and I'm going back to the fundamentally difficult situations that a lot of people are up against right now. But absent an internal decision to move on and
1: find where you can move on, exactly. There you go. Find where you can acknowledge. See, it's not a question of denial. It's a question of you know, acknowledging and saying okay, this sucks, this is really awful, but uh, am I going to, really, I'm just going to sit and wallow in that? This will be good for no one, (laughs) especially me. So find a way to move forward. And, you know, it's not to say it's not going to be painful. It's not to say that it's not going to have all the hallmarks of nasty stuff. And in fact, it, sh- it it does. It should because, because to find that's the balance, yeah, it, there's, there's got to be both, you know. And also, they're relative to each other. You know, relative joy and bliss and fun are relative to states of, oh my lord, have mercy, really, do I have to go through this? So you just you take it all, you know. You take it all. It's what life is. It's it's a whole big jumble of. Yeah, it is. It's stuff.
0: it's a, it's actually not meant to be that neat and
1: the impulse to um, well, control it and neaten it up. That's the damaging part and that's really what we're talking about. You know, you're talking about developing a set of skills which has to do with awareness of who you are, how you manifest, how you motivate yourself, how you manage. And applying that to this big, well, like, you know, like Cousin Stakis said with Zorba the Greek, it's the whole catastrophe, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And I love to think of the world that way because it is. It's like, how do you manage this whole catastrophe? And once you start to think like that, that's why I love Zorba. Zorba is my idol, really, because this is a man who absolutely went through life saying, I'm I'm going to find a way to have fun in this whole catastrophe. So,
0: because without you know, that you don't again, life, it's it's you know there's a certain um energy to living that, that that that's worth accessing.
1: Yeah, I mean also, you know, not to be underestimated is the idea of putting yourself in the way of people like Zorba the Greek who have that sort of preternatural positive view and approach because we all know that if you sit around with a bunch of you know energy vampires and and negative people um you, it's infectious it's like a virus so there is something to, and i don't mean just like people that go oh everything's great life is so no. perfect life is wonderful no it's the zorba thing it's the a whole catastrophe. it's the whole catastrophe and there's no You'd question you know that it and when in doubt dance you know i mean it's just that's what his thing was and but it's, it was what a great movie that is too oh my goodness
0: but the, the 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 point is how how to move forward with the whole as you say catastrophe um and with and not making adversity your enemy
1: no and i have to say this cuz i noticed this around me since i'm around a lot of mommies and daddies and that that kind of thing, is the more you surround yourself with the can-do mommy types, the ones who are doing this, finding a way through the whole catastrophe in a kind of lighthearted but serious way, the better off you'll be. Because those are the people that aren't tending to tell you about how their child is, you know, in every honors class and you know is doing blah 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 blah. And why are you know, which makes you just feel lousy. You know, you've got to surround yourself with people and and. Um, situations, who are uh, managing the stress in ways that you would like to at least emulate. <laughs> you know, don't put yourself in the way of the train kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Step off the tracks now yeah, before now. you get pummeled. Immediately so, you know, would be fine, as
0: my friend Mark used to say. Immediately would be fine.
1: <laughs> Immediately would be fine. <laughs> Anytime, but right now. Yeah. Please.
0: Thank you very much. Lisa Headley, our Vedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. Lisa can be found at lahlife.com.